Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Your Ultimate Life, the podcast dedicated to helping you create a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy by serving with your divine gifts. Today, I'm grateful to have Simon Cardinal as a special guest. Welcome to the show, Simon. Well, thanks for having me, Kellen. I'm really honored to be here. Thanks so much. You're certainly welcome. And uh, today's episode 708. Simon and I met earlier a few months ago when uh, I, I happened to be a guest on a podcast that he did about leadership and some other things. And I saw the work that he was doing and the message that he had and thought he would be a good fit here. So glad to have you. And I'm excited to get your voice in the world. Thanks so much. Thanks for allowing me to be a part of this and have this megaphone for a while. You bet. Um, so ultimate life, I define that as creating a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy by serving with your divine gifts. I realize everybody has their own nuanced way of describing that. What for Simon really and truly is an ultimate life? You know, what, as I've listened to other episodes, I figured this question was going to come up. So I've been pondering different ways to word it. And for me, an ultimate life really comes down to whatever makes me feel happy and whatever gives me that sense of joy. And I think that for most people, that's probably, in my opinion, kind of the overarching view of what that ultimate sense is. And that, that could be anything. It could be watching TV. It, it could be, in my case, always finding little projects to do. Something that gives me fulfillment and joy, that for me is an ultimate life. You know, it's interesting. People often think and would say, I can do whatever I want. That's the ultimate life. But when we dig a little deeper, they almost always say, I'm doing something that's good. I'm helping somebody. Why do you suppose that is? I think that's because for the most part, most people, they want to make a difference in the world. Most people, whether or not we make a conscious understanding of this is we only get one shot at life on the right here. And we want to do something that makes a difference that helps others. Most people, not everyone, I admit that, but most people want to make a difference. And I think so, that connection is important. So I'm going to agree with you hundred percent. And I'm going to even go further and say, we're made that way. Our physiology secretes hormones when we're in service of others, that community oxytocin and that sort of thing. And our divine nature is such that we want to serve and to help and to be good and do good things. And there are lots of people, and you may know some, I'm sure you do, and I've known some, and I used to be one who ignore all those invitations and beat uh, those invitations down and kind of focus on self-centered pleasures, but that never lasts and doesn't do anything good. So Tell me, uh, uh, the podcast we were on was about leadership, but you're also telling me something there about concussions and health and some real exciting things that you're doing to add good to the world. So tell me more, a little bit more about that, please. 
Yeah, for sure. So I'll start right at the beginning. I will say that I'm a ho- I'm the host of a leadership theme podcast called Trench Leadership, a podcast from the front. And the whole goal of the podcast is to help emerging leaders across all professions by providing some advice, some inspiration, and ideally some practical tools to put in their leadership toolboxes as they're going forward. And this came about after having served in the Canadian military for 26 plus years. Uh, I, I Even though I retired from the military, I still wanted to do things to help others. And I found that this podcast was a new way for me to be able to hopefully provide some help to others. And so the podcast does that. And through the networking world that exists in the podcast life, I had come across a guy named Ryan Carey. And because of that, He's another ex-Canadian veteran, and he works with the Concussion Legacy Foundation of Canada, and he's primarily in charge of something called Project Enlist. And what this is, it's a program designed to help ideally, you know, stop concussions from continuing to happen and under helping the medical world understand why concussions happen and therefore help others go forward with those programs. So what I've become is I've become an ambassador with Project Enlist Canada to try and help others uh, raise awareness for CTE and those types of things and, and hopefully help. Ultimately it's about trying to help people. You know, it's interesting because people have, I I interview a lot of people on here and I'm on a lot of podcasts also, and it's just astounding the number of ways that people want to help do good. And it always relates almost always to something that they have experience with. In this case, you met another veteran, who is in this project and still your drive is to help people reduce injury, take care of things, understand it better, ultimately to live healthier and happier lives. Did you have any medical or personal experience with concussion in your, in yourself or in families or someone that drove this interest or was that just a, a thing that happened? Well, so I mean, I've been very lucky. I have not experienced any significant major, with finger quotations, major concussion trauma. Uh, however, having been in the, I started my career in the army, the in the infantry specifically, and I, I'm very confident that I, I received multiple what's called the micro concussions. So things like out on the weapons ranges, shooting anti-tank weapons. We see that with the uh, the Ukraine Russia war all the time right now. Those rounds, when they fire off, they are not, it's not a tiny little bullet. This is a significant rocket that is leaving, leaving the firearm. And there is a concussive force that comes with that. And way back when I joined the army in the mid nineties, you just, it was rare to see people with ear defenders or, you know, this different safety protocols that are now just a normal everyday thing. So I'm quite confident after, you know, I fired hundreds of these rounds that I've received those types of uh, damage. That having been said, I've witnessed many, many concussions. I've seen people get hurt, falling out of trucks, all kinds of different types of things that happen to people. And I've seen what the long-term effects of that are because I'm not 20 anymore. I'm 47. So as you see life, you see things happen. And uh, I have friends that were no longer able to serve their country because of the the trauma they've sustained. And that's, that's a tragedy. So this is a personal thing for you. Now, I have a question, and this goes to the idea that, you know, online and in internet marketing and in lots of things, people try to sell people on the idea of buying a course or a thing to create happiness, you know, sell real estate or tell your story, make an impact or live your dream life. And that's sort of 
pumped here and there like it's like it's there and it preys on people's desire to have that success, that coolness and everything else. So I'm just going to ask you, do you believe that it is truly possible for a person to live the ultimate, their ultimate life, or is that all just hype? No, I, I genuinely believe people can live their what their version of an ultimate life is. However, I also believe that in order for people to do that, they have to be honest with themselves. Society puts a lot of pressure on us to make sure that we, we live an ultimate life or we do certain things that society perceives to be the things that are helping others. If we're not honest with ourselves, if we don't truly know what we feel that is going to be our ultimate life, we can't live that. So I think the first step is to be very honest with ourselves. And the other thing to remember that is, in my opinion, is that living your ultimate life doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It means that there might be hard work, very likely there's going to be hard work to get to that point. That just because someone wants something doesn't mean it's going to be handed to you. It means that you have to work for it. And sometimes that's okay to get to that the goal. I would offer in that hard work and being honest with yourself is looking at that end point and remembering that all the hard work and sometimes your honest, brutal self-truths will get you to that point. But you have to remember to do the work and be honest with yourself to get there. So that's really interesting because often when people are given something, they don't value it. So if you give somebody something, it's like whatever, if it breaks, who cares? So but when you've when you've worked for something, whether it's to save money to get it or your physical body to get in peak shape or any other thing, when you've worked really hard, you know, every step, every drop, drop of blood that was let, every dollar that was earned. And therefore that growth becomes precious more so not i mean maybe there's bragging rights and people someone says "Ooh, how cool and that's secondary and external the real benefit to uh, why i think the universe was designed this way of course it's hard because if it wasn't we didn't have to sweat blood work hard and do those hard things we wouldn't treasure the growth and the change that comes what do you think I completely agree. It's it's about appreciating everything that we work for and and sometimes are given. Sometimes, you know, things happen at the right place at the right time for whatever reason. Things just work themselves out. But I would also argue that when those things happen, if a person has a real honest look at it, if you look back at the chain of events that led to that, that yourself, you had a real significant input into how the, the event worked itself out in the end. We always make decisions. We always have some type of choices that we're making that get us to an end point, no matter what. I, I don't care what anyone tells me. It's That's the way it is, uh, without rambling too badly. All right. Well, that's fantastic. I love that because one of the core principles of coaching when I'm helping people, quote, do the thing they don't believe they can do or create what they view as difficult or impossible, it is about taking ownership and the conscious awareness and then taking ownership of choices minute to minute, day to day. So I want to ask you another question. And that is every person who gets to a place of purpose, prosperity, and joy, doing what they want, helping others, being happy while doing it, having multiple opportunities like you are, they've got to go through bumps, bruises, difficulties, the things that we talked about that are often refining elements in the journey. What are some things that have been difficult for Simon that he has then made choices to learn from, maybe got beat around by for a while? It doesn't matter. But what are some things that have been in your way that have been your refiner's fire? 
That's that's a really great question. And I often think of when I first joined the infantry. Uh, I was a 19-year-old, almost 20-year-old, finger quotation man. Uh, I was, But really, I was just an immature, still very immature, very arrogant, without any reason, uh, young child. Uh, and here I was thrust into this career. And I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Even though my father was in the Air Force, the Air Force and the infantry, for all the listeners in the military worlds, they are two very different entities. And so I came into this thinking it was going to be very similar to an Air Force world, and the infantry is not that. And I joined, as I mentioned earlier, in the mid-90s. So uh, it was a different world. It was very stereotypically macho. And I came in thinking I was all that in a bag of chips. And when, in fact, I was just an immature little punk who uh, was very quickly reminded that I did not know anything. And I learned I had two really I had one really I had two really strong leaders and one really terrible leader. And I learned from all three of them. And the really terrible leader was a reminder of how I did not want to be when I became a leader. And the two strong leaders were instrumental in helping me begin my path continuing path of maturity as i've gone along would you find now one of the key pieces when people write books or create courses or launch on a you know a path to help people with their own experience one of the key things is to always do what you started to do just now is to see how what happened how i felt then how i felt and that feel now about it and that growth opportunity when you were getting bashed into your place when you first joined as an arrogant whatever uh did you think that was just wonderful at the time or was there some frustration involved oh there was most certainly some frustration involved in the moment i didn't get it like i like right in the moment i was like okay you don't know what you're talking about i am amazing ask me i will tell you how incredible i am and then after the third or fourth time uh the the one the master corporal rick uh he was amazing and he actually sat me down he pulled me instead of using doing this stereotypical infantry thing of pulling me behind the building and you know throwing a couple punches my way he pulled me aside and he's like simon i don't understand it i have told you what you need to do time and again you just you get it you're a good soldier but you need to figure this out and that was the moment i'm like okay i don't need to be yelled at and i that was actually a pivotal point for me i took a while it sucked it got into my head but it took a while to get there sometimes those things that we need to learn come in different ways you know i've written about many of mine in books and I've talked about them on various places, and some of them are pretty dramatic. And in that case, you had a, a thoughtful, caring person who took a moment to say, you can do this the hard way or you can do it the easy way, and I can't figure out why you're doing it the hard way. So good for you for paying attention as well as good for him for doing it. So I have another question for you, and that is people always want to know how to find out more about the folks on the podcast. And I haven't given you the chance to tell us that. So tell us who you are, where you can be found and all that sort of good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. I really appreciate that opportunity. So my name is Simon Cardinal, but Cardinal is not spelled the way people are expecting. It's actually spelled K-A-R-D-Y-N-A-L. I'm available on all of the various social media platforms. I predominantly use LinkedIn and a little tiny bit of Facebook, but I would recommend uh, LinkedIn for that. I do have through the podcast, I have a trench leadership podcast LinkedIn account and Facebook and Instagram. Again, I, I recommend if you want to connect to me, do that through LinkedIn. And I have an email address, which is simonk at trenchleadership.ca. And I will, uh, any emails, I check that multiple times a day. 
So Cardinal with a K, and I really enjoyed the opportunity to be on his podcast. As it always is, uh, our 15 minutes rushes by quickly. Simon, do you have any parting words of encouragement, trench leadership, or other wisdom for our listeners today? Yeah, I'd really appreciate that opportunity, Callan. You've talked about our episode a little bit. And in that episode, we talked about guilt. And it is a common thread that comes up all the time. And I would like to remind people that while you are striving for your ultimate life, you will very likely experience some form of guilt. Guilt of succeeding to get there. Guilt of the time that it takes to get to that point. Guilt of whatever your ultimate life might be. Maybe you feel guilty of how you see that or feel it. But my recommendation would be to understand it, be honest with yourself, and recognize it and harness that guilt to help you get to live the ultimate life because that's the only way we can do that. So thank you all. Thank you, Simon, for being here today. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. That's been a real treasure. All right. I want you guys to go and listen to this again. I want you to check out Simon's podcast, Trench Leadership. Not just the episode I was on, but all of them. He gives some good value there. And think about this, because I know from my own experience and from the experience of many guests now, living that ultimate life of purpose, prosperity, and joy, the way you define it is available, and not something out there after a long time. It's available by choice today if you choose joy, if you decide you're going to lean into and learn to love the experiences that shape and mold you. So I wish you good luck and love as you create your ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand your feet on the ground.